Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, your host, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you will come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Hello, friends. I put out an ask last fall asking people to share about their favorite Edit Your Life lessons learned, thinking I would put together some kind of compilation episode to celebrate the show's 300th produced episode. But then towards the end of last year, when I decided to migrate to join Adalist Media and edit the Edit Your Life back catalog, Part of that process meant I intentionally removed episode numbers. For linear-brained Christine, this presented me with a challenge. I received many lovely emails about the 300th episode ask and wanted to honor those, and I had disrupted my own system. But the thing is, this gave me a moment of pause to think about how I could pivot to create something useful that also wasn't just me reading a sequence of lovely letters which is lovely for me, but might get a little tiresome in sequence for you. So I decided that I would create a series of episodes dedicated to these letters and moments of impact. I'm starting this series on what would be, technically, the 300th long-form episode of this show. And it will be a fun way for me to pull themes, centralize recommendations, and also pull out and uplift older episodes that are otherwise currently unavailable in the archive while also producing new episodes. So let's get going. I thought it would be wonderful to kick this series off with a conversation about values, which shockingly has never been the exclusive focus on an Edit Your Life episode, even though it's certainly been a through line. I was inspired to start here because of two listener responses to my call for lessons learned. Linda from Milwaukee wrote, Hi, Christine. One of the things that has helped me so much from listening to the podcast is being reminded that taking baby steps is okay. It takes the pressure off while life feels hard and helps me see that I really can do something. Laura from Natick wrote, Hi, Christine. What a wonderful invitation to share how your show has been impactful. I read your book first, loved it, and started listening to your podcast about four years ago and have listened to all the episodes. 
What has impacted me the most is not a specific strategy, but the whole concept of getting rid of the unnecessary to make room for the awesome. It has been so helpful to me as a frame for my life and helps me make choices and set priorities so I'm doing more of what is meaningful to me. Not only does listening give me that regular reminder, but also provides great fuel for meaningful things, especially your inspirational guests that inform my parent education work and parenting and your commitment to advocacy work. And I keep listening because you present everything in such a relatable, doable way, and I just really enjoy what you have to say. The other specific strategy that comes to mind is serendipity space. Such a great concept, and I always try to leave enough room in our lives so I can absorb whatever comes up, because there is always something extra. Thank you for all the time and care you put into making this podcast so helpful, informative, and enjoyable. Wow. What a gift these letters are. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Laura. We'll be right back. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin, but decreases gradually as we age, leading to thinner, drier skin? If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera, which I take every morning. Rituals products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals, and Hyacera is clinically proven to reduce fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com edit for 25% off. Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages six and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Values. This word seems so lofty and serious, but values boil down to the things you care about. The reason it's important to think about and articulate your values is that they will help you edit your life. Knowing what truly matters will help you figure out your priorities, make choices you feel good about, and create a life that feels true to you. And just last week, in an episode on managing anxiety, my guest Maura Aarons Mealy talked about the specific way that values help you establish boundaries. 
It was a nuanced framing I had not really thought about before, and it made so much sense. And you all know how much I love boundaries. I thought it would be helpful to share about some of my core values and how they connect to how I operate. And then I will talk more specifically about how values connect to editing your life. It's also worth noting that even though I think about values a lot, I've never actually gone through the exercise of jotting them down. So thank you for the opportunity to do this. I'm sure there are additional nuanced things to add to this list, but here's what was top of mind. First, authenticity. If you have been with the show for some time or follow me anywhere on the internet, you will see that I am the opposite of the highlight reel. I believe all of the moments matter and are worth sitting with and sharing if you wish. Creativity and curiosity. Whether it's in my work or personal life, I love the exploration of and development of new creative projects. I just joked the other week in relation to the launch of the mini edit series that my general runway for new ideas seems to be day one idea, two weeks later launch. And if you need a little more inspiration about curiosity specifically, I invite you to listen to the episode, The Power of Curiosity with my incredible mother, Rachel Coe. Empathy and compassion. These two values are everything. Part of my life's work as an adult has been to unwind the emotional rigidity that I developed during my growing up. I've been working a lot on empathy, trying to open my mind to consider and understand how people feel and where their own hurts, of which I am unaware, are coming into play. And then I also orient my lens towards compassion. How could I help with an open heart? I also value being grounded and realistic. I've found that when I get overwhelmed by things, it's really important for me to lean into a grounded and realistic perspective to remember that everything is actually incredibly okay. And I actually have been doing a little daily mantras practice that I kind of made up that's been really helpful in this respect. Another one is honesty. I try to forge in my relationships a trust that allows for honesty both ways, even when, especially when things are tough. I would much rather have difficult real talk than not. Independence. This is a big one that I've discovered is so important to me and it came to me later in life. It's why I left academia. It connects directly for my love of curiosity and my desire for creativity in my life. I just really function the best when I'm working and creating things and have the autonomy to do so. Another one that is a work in progress is being present. I want to show up, listen, enjoy, soak things in. I actually will be writing a Substack essay about this very soon as it relates to parenting, or perhaps it will actually be live by the time this episode goes up. I just feel like you don't need to, and you can't be at everything as a parent, but when you are, you can be present. And finally, self-sufficiency is really important to me. This is a value whose earlier iterations were probably scrappiness and work ethic, and they were in the face of scarcity. This has been a little bit of a push-pull one because I think my desire for self-sufficiency and its connection to my fears of scarcity can make me drive a little too hard 
but I am working on it and it is a value I hold dear. Okay, we're going to continue this conversation after a quick break. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. Let's talk about how values connect to editing your life. First, if you feel daunted about how to identify your values, remember that the words are probably already somewhere in your mind. You just need to give them space. If you're uncertain of how to get started, grab a pen or a Google Doc and jot down the answers to some of these questions. No judgment. This is your list. Don't overthink it and just see what comes to mind. And also, if any of the values that I described before the break resonate and feel similar to you, go ahead and use them. It's all good. So here are some questions to ask yourself. What am I grateful my parents, caregivers, or other life role models taught me? Certainly, this is a big one, a really great one. I'm sure I picked up self-sufficiency from my parents, creativity and curiosity from my mom. There's so much you have probably picked up and learned from the people around you. Another great question is, what makes me feel joyful and fulfilled and content in my skin? What issues do I care about? Or conversely, What issues do I not care about? It might help you to rule out a few things. I think another great exercise, and this is one that you could actually do if you have some trusted people in your life. 
what are the words that I would want other people to use to describe me? So if you're okay feeling a little vulnerable, you could ask a few friends, what are the words that you think of when you think of me? Maybe do that after the self-reflection part. And if you're a parent, what do I want my kids to take with them as they go out into the world? This is probably a good one because it might be easier to orient your thinking towards how you want your kids to show up than on yourself. And eventually you do want to get back to yourself, but this could probably be a good, helpful, fertile ground to ask some questions. Now, big picture, editing your life involves three main things, I think, with beliefs and moments of opportunity within each of them. For each of these beliefs and moments of opportunity, there's some wonderful back episodes, and I will link these all in the notes so you don't need to write them down. The first, as was mentioned in the listeners' letters, is that you need to create space. I don't think I've met a single person in my entire life who has enough free time and enough open bandwidth that's just sitting around (laughs) to insert things in. So creating space is a wonderful, intentional thing we can do for ourselves. One of the listeners who wrote in referenced the episode Serendipity Space. This is a term that I think Asha Dornfest came up with, and it is a wonderful one and refers to the idea that you need to create open pockets of space to leave room for opportunity, fun things, magic, silliness, or nothing at all. (laughs) A second thing related to creating space is that baby steps are a way to get past overwhelm and get to the doing of editing and feeling agency in your life. If you need a primer on this, I recommend you listen to Embracing Micro Goals. I talk about everyday ways in life, self-care, everything else to embrace micro goals and also break big projects down into little goals. It's a really good episode. I heard a lot of feedback about it. Another crucial way to create space is learning to say no. Learning to say no to things you don't care about and all those shoulds that you don't want to do will free you from emotional and time drains. And yes, in fact, There is a back episode all about this topic called saying yes to saying no. A second crucial part about editing your life is that there is a considerable amount of experimenting and learning in the moment. The first thing I'm thinking about is how wonderful mistakes are in terms of being learning opportunities. This is not going to be easy news for a perfectionist, but it's absolutely true. And actually, In that episode I referenced with Maura Ahrens-Mealy, we talk about perfectionism and its relationship to anxiety. But anyway, here I want to direct you to the episode Modeling Imperfection. I feel like it's a real Edit Your Life anchor episode, and it's so important. In that episode, we're talking about it in the lens of modeling imperfection to our kids and how important that is. And I think it would be important for anyone because you could model imperfection and how to show up imperfectly and the gifts that brings to peers too. Another thing that requires experimentation and learning in the moment, as I alluded to earlier, is being present. Being present helps you appreciate, well, everything. And it is something I'm definitely working on actively. It's an imperfect process, in fact. If you would like some inspiration and further fodder on this, there's a whole episode calling becoming more present. And finally, 
you all know that small moments, small actions, they are everything to me. And so one of the things I know I've already referenced the micro goals episode, but I think that tuning in to the little things is so important in the times when you're struggling, when you're trying to edit stuff, when you're trying to find your way, trying to orient your compass, all of it. And so I invite you to listen to a back episode called Elevating Small Comforts. And I think one of the favorite episodes that people often ask me about or bring up is one that I've written about, I've talked about it. And it is that during the depths of the pandemic, when I was also dealing with a couple of deeply painful personal things, I found that any tiny little thing that I could do to make my life easier or touch something that gave me comfort carried even greater importance. So the example that people think is very funny is that if I set up the coffee the night before so that in the morning I could just press the on button and it would run and there goes my coffee, I would feel like I'd run a marathon. I would feel elated and joyful and grateful. And if I had forgotten to do it and I walked over to the coffee pot in the morning and I looked and I hadn't set it up, I felt devastated. (laughs) I mean, I actually felt devastated because I was in a really tough place. So wherever you are, these little things can still be joyful. Actually, I still try to set up my coffee, even though I'm in a much better place now. And finally, for the fun, space means you have room for the things that you care about. That's the best part. And it's important to really focus on those things. So there are a few things here. First, self-care matters. All of it, any of it. There's an episode called Tiny Moments of Self-Love where I detail some of these little things that I do for myself. I encourage, if you can, setting up routines around some of these things. Just yesterday, I know this is a point of privilege to be able to do this, but at one point last year, I realized that the body work I receive from my body worker is one of the best gifts I can give myself and my well-being. So I just set up for an entire year, a month of appointments. It was amazing. It is amazing. And also, even the not fun self-care matters a lot. So I've been documenting a lot of this in my Adulting Fridays posts that people are finding quite funny and also a point of motivation to take care of their healthcare appointments and whatever else. There's a great episode in the archive called Self-Care for Stubborn People, where I talk about finally dealing with some real pain I was having and had been experiencing for like two years, I don't know, something really long and finally dealing with it. So that's also a good one if you struggle to take care of yourself. Another thing that's great in the once you have space (laughs) department is hobbies and passionate pursuits and things you've been dreaming of. In the episode, Creating a Self-Directed Practice, I talk about how I set up a writing practice that was exclusively all mine and just for me. And actually, I'm coming to another turning point with the continuation of that practice that's really, really wonderful. And there's probably more stuff that you can consider adding, but another one that's crucial to me is that relationships are everything. In a recent episode on Simple Friendship Reboot Tactics, I outlined a whole bunch of things that I was throwing against the wall to experiment with in order to give more time to my relationships. And it has been so wonderful. 
in that episode, one of the things, actually, I'm not sure if I reference it later or if it was in that episode, but one of the things I've been doing is a weekly check-in on my calendar to make sure that I have at least one non-work human social interaction, whether it's an in-person with a friend or a Zoom with a friend just to catch up, one a week, non-work. And then also on Fridays, doing Friend Friday emails where I catch up on emails with friends that I haven't responded to. And both of those things have been so wonderful in really nurturing relationships. I hope this conversation about values and how values connect to editing your life have been helpful. And I'm so grateful to everyone who wrote in, in reference to my 300th episode ask. And I look forward to sharing more as I roll out this series. You'll find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources and related episodes at Edit Your Life Show. As ever, I would love to hear your thoughts and questions. Come say hello on Instagram or Facebook at Edit Your Life Show or send an email to edityourlifeshow at gmail.com. I would also be grateful if you would drop Edit Your Life a review on Apple Podcasts or tell a pod-loving friend about the show. Thanks for listening. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.